Jon Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. It's you up. It is, um, boy, am I ever. Um, it feels early, but it's not, I don't know, whatever. I'm headed to the airport. It is, um... Did you just hear me try to like be a little bit more positive in my voice? I was like headed to the airport. <laughs> I tr- really tried to save that sentence at the word port. <laughs> Trying to be upbeat. Actually, I'm feeling really upbeat, but I know my voice sounds like trash. Um, <clears throat> just like woke up with like coughing fits because the air is so dry out here. Not COVID. Not COVID. Um, so I wake up and my throat is battered and I've been talking a lot forget how much I fucking talk when I am working um I am headed to the airport uh in Los Angeles it's Wednesday morning I went to bed super early last night because um Kimmel my Kimmel episode was airing and um I was just becoming obsessed with like the messages coming in and the DMs and the what are they saying and the like just not really not I don't read any YouTube comments or anything like that but and I really actually don't read my ads on Twitter not because there's mean things but because there's like not enough of them and so I'm like oh no one cares but my DMs on Instagram I was just like kind of stuck in the DMs and I was like why don't I get out of this for a second and like truly who cares if people like you or not um but they like me they really like me no um so it was good. I went to bed before it even aired um, in Denver. It aired Central Time. It aired on the East Coast. I got those compliments, but I didn't stay up for the rest. Just got in bed around ten nineteen. I was definitely out by 11. And then I woke up this morning at 6.45, packed a little, meditated, got in the car. Pa- uh, wait, packed some more, then got in the car packing was a nightmare I got a lot of stuff while I was here I'm gonna be way over 50 pounds with my bag which is gonna cost me like 70 bucks or whatever and um I just got a lot of swag went to Kimmel gave me a lot of stuff I got like a purse a jacket a shirt two like a mug um toilet paper which is funny um and then I got a bunch of new clothes for my stylist because I don't have any clothes right now for like summer. I realize I have no shorts. I've just been wearing running shorts, which have been great, but I like need to dress like when I, I just want to start dressing like a woman who like maybe takes a little more pride in how she looks. Um, just because I want to be that woman that does, I mean, like running shorts and athleisure is so comfortable but it's it feels good to feel cute to have like a cute outfit on i mean duh right i always just am like i don't like wearing cute outfits a lot of times because i feel like well i talked about it on whitney's podcast yesterday and i think i've heard you guys or you you guys have heard me talk about it before but i just feel like when i'm trying to look good um it's not enough so i'd rather just err on the side of not trying and like yesterday when I posted a picture from Kimmel on my Instagram, 
Did I share this with you? I really hope I didn't. Oh, no, I didn't because I had the meltdown after I recorded yesterday. Well, I was headed to Whitney's podcast yesterday and I was like posted something, uh, just a picture of myself from the set yesterday to promote being on the show and just to like remind people I'm on it. I wish I would have had just like a silly picture or a picture of me. It was just like I I was all done up. Of course, I'm going to pick her picture that's all done up. Like, of, duh. But it just felt like all the compliments that started coming in of like, you look so beautiful. Fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. Oh my God, serving looks. And they spelled looks, L-E-W-K-S. And like, holy shit, so hot. Like, what a babe. Like, all those things. I'm just making ones up now that I didn't hear that I wish I would have. No. Um, they meant nothing to me. And I'm, I truly mean that. Like, when I post a picture where I'm in two hours of hair and makeup, like, literally two hours on my face, and then another two hours on my hair, you know, separate people, but, like, the same two hours... And then a, an outfit, spray tan, uh, a really flattering angle That's the picture was taken from by one of my stylists who knows how to shoot, like, the best angles. I'm posing in a way that makes me look thinner. Like, all the things are working to make me look better. And then when people flood me with compliments, it means nothing because it's like I posted a picture of someone else and they're saying she's hot. Like, it's not me. And so, although that feels it is nice and... I just posted the picture because I wanted to promote Kimmel. I'm truly over posting a picture where I don't look like myself because that doesn't look like myself to me. It, I mean, yes, I was recognizable, but um, I'm I'm over getting compliments that I look hot when I don't look myself. I'd like to hear I look beautiful when I look like when I don't have makeup on. Keep those a coming. Um, and then not that you should stop any of the compliments you give me. I love them. I feed off them. I don't really actually, but I just was like. I don't need this. That's not what I posted this for. Just, like, say congratulations or say you'll watch it. But, like, I don't need to hear, like, you're so hot. Like, it just doesn't fucking matter. It feels good to, like, have that realization that it really, I don't care. Um, It made me a little sad, though, because I'm like, oh, God, they only like me. I only look, like, stunning. One person was like, this looks a lot better than seeing you in a Bugs Bunny t-shirt on your couch. And it's like, I just wrote back to him, like, was this necessary? was it um but I think that's like the essence of what I was saying was like yeah that the Bugs Bunny's shirt on my parents couch is the real me and that is doesn't get the flood of compliments not that it should whatever I'm done talking about this moving on um Whitney's podcast was so freaking fun I can't wait for you guys to see it it's called good for you I don't know when it'll come out but god damn it I think of everything that happened yesterday doing Kimmel all day um, and then doing Whitney's thing like my takeaway was like Whitney has the nicest house I've ever stepped foot in or will ever step foot in and I've been in some rich ass people's houses I've been in like I've been in the best houses I've been in some of the best houses like I've had friends who are famous who are friends with famouser people and I've been invited to some fucking estates Whitney Cummings house I don't want to go into details because I want her to feel she has privacy but just go you know check it out on her instagram you can see different parts of it she's very humble she wouldn't she but she lives in a two gator takes two gates to get to her place (laughs) i I go you're in a two gator and she was like i don't know what that means i was like you probably have alligators on the estate like you probably have a zoo back there um i didn't even see the pool because it was like in another wing of her yard 
I got back into Carlisle's car and she's like, did she have a pool? And I was like, I truly didn't, I had to take a copter to get to it. It's so huge. It's so just perfectly decorated and like, she's redoing, I was really triggered. She's redoing a whole part of it. If I moved into a house that looked like that, I would just be like, leave it. I'm fine. I'm such like, I really get intimidated by people who redo things. Just leave it. But she's like making it look so much. She was like flipping through this book and showing me what she was going to do. And I was like, you are a fucking woman. This is like a woman's life. And I'm not depressed about going back to my parents' house. I'm actually very excited to just get out of LA and be back to like having nothing to do and kind of um, uh, like no anticipatory gigs coming up that kind of stress me out. And like I feel I feel dread. I mean, could I do that every day and host a show? You're damn right. It was so much fun, and that could be an easy life. But, like, when you do it once, it's just very anxiety-ridden. But it honestly wasn't. Like I said yesterday, everyone there, like, of all the staffs I've been on the shows of, like, and around, there's something special at Kimmel. And I think it's because of the family thing. And if, like, everyone there has worked there for fucking ever, it's really nice to see. Not a lot of turnaround there. Um... And it was cool because one of the writers I worked with, Joelle, um, I actually facilitated her job there. A little toot my own horn a little bit here, but like, I think I found out they were asking for submissions, and this was like 10 years ago, maybe less than. And Joelle was just this writer girl that I met and was like, she would be good. I don't know. I was just like, I'm just a saint, you know, and I was spreading the word and she submitted and she got the job and she's been there ever since. And I like forgot that that was the case because we've been working together and she was like, this was like all kind of thanks to you. I mean, she didn't say that, but she was like, it's the best job ever. And I wouldn't have had it. I wouldn't have known about applying had it not been for you. So that was kind of cool. Um, Jesse Joyce was another one of the writers. Um, another guy named Jesse McLaren, I believe. He's another guy on um, Twitter that I was a fan of. He was just doing hilarious stuff on Twitter. Let me tell you who it is because you guys got to follow this guy. He's so fucking funny. Yeah, Jesse McLaren, M-C-L-A-R-E-N. It's McJesse, M-C-Jesse, J-E-S-S-E on Twitter. He was just always so funny on Twitter. And then I met him at BuzzFeed. He worked at BuzzFeed. And I like fangirled out. I was doing an interview there and just was like, you were the guy from Twitter? He's so funny. Now he works at Kimmel. And he wrote, and I didn't get to see any of these writers. They were kind of all working behind the scenes, writing for me. And they wrote such funny jokes. Shout out to Jesse Joyce, who gave me the funniest line. So for my monologue yesterday, if you watched it, I was supposed to say that my vagina looked like um, an animal. And I'm not going to say which because I'll probably put it in a special someday because it was really funny. But um, animal rights people, they were like nervous about animal rights people. So, and I was trying to like put a tag on it, which was like, hey, I'm, I love PETA. I'm a vegan. I can say this. But they just, um, at the end, they wouldn't budge on it. So I had to come up with something else that my like uh, half lasered vagina looked like. And they pitched out all these jokes and I chose one and, I, and they go, that's a Jesse Joyce because Jesse Joyce wrote for fam famously wrote for Greg Giraldo for the roast. His voice is all over those. He's one of the funniest guys working. And he, he's just the sh whenever I do a roast, I'm always like, can I get Jesse? And he's always working for the roast. So I can not usually get him to write specifically for me, but he's just like, I can always tell when it's one of his jokes. He's just specific and so dark. So he wrote that my vagina looked like a South American soccer field. 
so funny. I'm getting so many DMs about how that joke was the funniest thing in texts. And I'm kind of like, ugh, of course it's the one I didn't write. But it was the one I chose out of a lot. So there's something. I'll take credit for that. Um, I got to go catch my flight here pretty soon. Yeah, Whitney's show was so fun. We just like talked about how we feel about each other. It's so funny when like the cameras are rolling and the mics are on. Like we can just be honest, so much more honest than if we were just in a room alone talking about how intimidated we are by each other and how we see each other from afar and the Instagram stalking and we just got like real honest about that stuff. She's an honest lady and I um I don't know, I think we're going to be pretty close friends after the podcast yesterday. She sent me some video last night that I didn't get a chance to watch yet, but I'm sure it's going to change my life because she's turned me on to... Oh my God, I literally almost just... I hate saying this, but like threw up in my mouth. And it wasn't be- It wasn't like, oh my God, because I'm like thinking about something gross. I threw up in my mouth. Like I legit had a little... Uh, it, it's just a latte coming up. Tastes just as good going down again. Um, but she turned me on to two books... That I like forgot she was the one that turned me on to them. And these were just things she mentioned in passing. She was on my radio show, but um, the book's Getting to I Do, which if you've listened to my radio show, you've heard me talk about that a million times. Which girls, if you're new to the show, I'm not kidding you. If you want to learn a lot about yourself and a lot about men and a lot about um, dating, I need to reread that book. It's called Getting to I Do. If you read it, you probably will get a boyfriend very, if you want one, very quickly. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's just true. Just trust me. Get the book. Getting to I do. And then um, and then the other book is Cupid's Poisoned Arrow. And it's about um, how orgasms, both male and female, especially female, like as a woman, kind of um, ruin your life. And they should not be just, you should be just like having them all the time. Uh, because it's like doing a drug. I mean, when you have an orgasm that's like doing a, a, it's the same and I don't have never done whippets but you know it's short lived it changes your brain chemistry it shoots off all of this chemicals in your brain that the same way drugs do it's like you're getting high and there's withdrawal there's all the same things that happen with drugs when you do them um, girls like you know when we were cave women we weren't just coming every night and like rubbing our clits on rocks you know what I mean it was like a specific thing that served a purpose. So when we're doing it all the time over and over, it can really add to our depression, anxiety. Um, so that book is Cupid's Poisoned Arrow. And I read only a third of both of these books, but even then they kind of changed my life and really taught me a lot. But I think I'm going to finish them because Whitney's so fucking smart. She was just talking about like neurotransceptors. And I mean, I just, at the end of it, I was like, this bitch is smarter than me. Like she... She was, she's AP bio and I'm like in, in still in like earth and space science. You know what I mean? She's definitely valedictorian smart. I mean, her SATs must be like, she's just a really intelligent person and we're both fast talking bitches. It was, it's a lot of talking. If you want to hear two yappy broads, check out her podcast, but it was really good. I think you'll just see, you know, cause we're two women operating at the top level of the comedy game. And we're, we're not, like, super close friends. But it's interesting to see us just talk about what that is and how we've viewed each other. And I don't know. I think you'll get a lot of it. I was, like, felt 
like on top of the world when I left yesterday. So thank you to Whitney if you're listening. I know you're not, but um, I don't know. I just feel like these people that you feel jealous of and that you watch from afar and you like project so much stuff onto, like it's really nice. Last night, I'll say what I did last night. This is fucking weird, but I think you'll like it. Um, I got the idea from a thing that I was at. Someone said that they said a prayer and like felt gratitude out loud to God because I've been praying a lot for people they're jealous of. So there's a couple people recently that their careers have been triggering to me and their successes. And I legit said out loud that I hope they get more successful and I truly meant it. And I hope that they're happy and I hope that they stay healthy and beautiful and whatever they want in life. It was really hard to do and to get to a place where I really meant it, but I did. And then I was able to sleep. Uh, really soundly with the help of Ambien let's be honest I gotta go I'm getting out of the car right now I'll be back in a little bit hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels so whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, I made it home from Los Angeles. It's later in the day than when we last talked. I am sitting on my parents' porch and I was about to do a solo uh, verge. And then my sis pulled up in her car that I almost... <laughs> like ruined forever that car is like i like believe in it again like i love it like i love it because i feel like we've been through so much it's almost like what i've been through with wiley like i've been through a lot with wiley where i like hated wiley resented wiley looked at wiley and was like what you're fucking up my life my parents dog and now i like love wiley and i'm like just he's just trying his best and that what is that car it's just a little baby it's a ford focus hatchback Okay, yeah, it's just trying its best. It's, I mean, it's been on an emotional journey, and I honestly feel like she came through on the other side stronger than ever, and I really wanted to get rid of her in that moment, but I think I'm going to hold on to her. Yeah, you were seriously like, I, seriously, Nikki, you kind of came to an um, acceptance of everything during the incident that if you'd missed the incident, I covered it on, um, I believe, Tuesday's episode. And I drove my sister's car and backed into a ditch. And like literally, I there were time, times where I thought it was just it was over, and that we were gonna have to buy a car in Eureka Springs, and that we were gonna have to drive home so I could make it to Kimmel. Like I was like, I don't know how we're gonna get back. But I never let that fear totally take over. I was like, I'll get to it when we get to it. Like, let's just do the next right thing, which is like calling the tow company or watching my sister call the tow company. But that car, when you got in, you did pat it, and you were like, good girl, good job, girl. You were proud. Yeah, I was. Um, but can I also just say that you are really calm under pressure. You always made me feel better about the whole thing. You were like, it's okay. Don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. You kind of just put the situation at ease and made me realize, like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I was tr- I was in that moment really trying to flex my skills of under pressure and stress and like okay I have prepared for this moment when life seems to be like oh no oh no out of control like because seriously if your car would have been broken I would have had to find a way to get a car back to St. Louis because our friends were both not going to St. Louis who we were with so I was like kind of reaching a panic mode but like I was just like no one's dead 
That's so good. Like everyone's safe. We have time. What a blessing that is. I was like praying to God as it was happening. And also when I was like trying to comfort you, I was trying to think of what I would want someone to say in that moment. But I, you know what I did a bad job of and I would do, try to do better next time is not having a tone of like, Lauren, like stop it. Like because you, I wanted to honor your feelings in that moment and like let you go through them and not tell you they were wrong. And so I think I would have had less of a tone of like, like just calm down or like getting defensive a little bit but otherwise I was pretty proud of how I handled it yeah I don't I don't feel like you got a tone with me I mean think back to when we were kids and we would fight I mean it that would have that would have I would that's what I was trying to mitigate against is like because I knew I was gonna have to be in the car with you for five and a half hours after this can you imagine if we the way we used to fight as kids having to be in a car alone with each other for five and a half hours later and not having like mom and dad there or something to like that would have been awful. So it was an, it was it's just not an option for us anymore. Thank God we're mature now and we can handle situations and and just we wouldn't stay mad at each other. Like I don't feel like I've been mad at you in the last like 10 years. Like I don't I can't think of any time that me neither. I, I agreed. It's like it's easy being around you. I don't feel like um yeah, you don't it, it's it's so nice to have a sibling to ever, shout out to anyone who's an only child out there. One of the things I always hear about only children that I really resonated with me when I first realized it is like they don't have anyone to bitch about their parents with. So it's just them processing mom and dad are crazy. Mom and dad do this. There's no one to be like, this sucks, right? Or mom's weird or dad's weird. like you. And as much as you don't want to give your child the opportunity to like talk shit about you, it's like cruel not to have someone for them. Yeah, it's it's so necessary to have someone there to just like commiserate with and just the loneliness I can't I feel bad for only children that's just they who do they have to play with when they're growing up I mean I guess they rely just heavily on their friends or or they just have a really like codependency with their parents that's probably not so healthy yeah I feel like I'm kind of leaning into that territory now um headed back home I was I was like excited to come back home until I went to Whitney Cummings house last night for her podcast and I was like I need to grow the fuck up dude it is I was talking about it on the podcast before this it's so freaking nice it is the nicest house I've ever been in and ever will be like it's a dream house and it's beautiful it's like serene it's secluded and I was just like I'm living in my parents house and like tiptoeing around their lives I mean not really but like that's not the life for me I need to at least get a fucking apartment I need to like Cummings a little bit yeah I think you're ready I I'm surprised that you've lasted this long honestly how five five months it's probably going on five months now yeah you don't have to live the way that your parents live like you have your own I was just so parent I think I think moving back home a lot of it has gotten in my head that like I mean the the rent I'm paying for my apartment in New York like anyone here hearing that number like is like <gasps> they like have a heart attack and like people in my life I can afford it to take the hit I learned today I had a talk with my financial advisor and thank god I can uh, like I've just been feeling so guilty about moving out because I don't want to have two rents I don't want to be just like wasting money but it is not I didn't plan to have two rents and why am I suffering and I'm not suffering but like why have a less good life because when I don't have to and so today I kind of learned I don't have to so I'm going to start looking for places and um, and I want to feel safer I feel like people know where I am here 
and I want to be a little I just want them to know where mom and dad are now if they, if they would like to reach out to them that's always available um but yeah and I just Kimmel gave me a purse uh for guest hosting really nice purse from Claire V which is it's Claire V it's like a nice like leather company but in purses and stuff um but it's Australian, so I always pronounce it clave because that's how they talk. So clave, I got this really nice purse. I showed mom all the swag I got because she was like, she loves free stuff, and she was like, "This purse, oh my god!" And I was like, "I might save it to give as a gift because I just don't like to wear leather, but it is a fucking cute purse." They did a great job picking it out, and then I was like you know what you can have it she was like you should gift it to your mom and I was like yes there you go have it and she's so excited about it and she goes I feel bad what you should give to Lauren and I'm like Lauren wasn't on the show and like got all dressed up yesterday for nothing because mom and dad pre-recorded their thing that aired last night but they were dressed up and ready to do it live last night but we kind of ran out of time to do it so um so yeah she's you wait till she shows you her new fanny pack purse that's so nice um can we talk about your experience on the show yeah so how how was it? You want to take us through the whole day? I kind of cover that on the podcast today because I recorded yesterday. But um, it was... I miss it already. Like, leaving today was like, oh my God, I could do that every day. Like, I could definitely do that every day. It was so fun. It was really fun to hang out with Whitney. Really fun to hang out with Carlisle. Um, LA is fucking creepy as shit. Just like... Everyone's walking in LA. I must say that finally people are walking around that town. Everyone usually drives. And like when you do walk somewhere, because I walk a lot when I'm there because I don't have a car. I usually just Uber. And I'm like, oh, if something's not, and being in New York, you just walk places. And you're the only one walking. And now I was walking places and there were lots of people walking. But that being said, it's, the town is shut down. So wait, why is it creepy? Just because there's- It's just no one is out. No No one's around. Yeah. Are a lot of cars out? Yes, but it's just like that town is fueled on people being out and like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it just felt like no one needs to be here right now. It's like, it's like going to a mall that has a couple shops still open and you're like, I don't, I went all the way here for this when I could really just shop online. Yeah. They're not, were they in shutdown? I mean, I heard that they might shut back down, but did they... Uh, places were having outdoor seating, but nail salons, I tried to go to a nail salon and thank God it was like, we're closed. So I was like, oh, I guess I can't get my nails done. But whatever, they were in a phase where it was open and they were like forced to shut down again. So yeah, that was my day, but it was so fun. I love doing a talk show from a house. It was such a chill day compared to like doing a talk show at a studio. It is just like, there's hundreds of people at a studio running around and stressful and it's exciting and it's like TV and it's like, you see it on TV, like TV being made on TV is pretty well represented. Um, but then yesterday this was just like, it was like shooting a vlog with some like YouTubers. It was like so relaxing and fun. It was really nice. So that's my perspective. That's my takeaway. Um, and then today, everyone's been really nice about it. And I read the comments of, Lauren's waving to the neighbor, hi. Um, I read the comments um, for like other female comics who have done it, Eliza and Whitney, and they were like overwhelmingly positive on YouTube. Like you would have to dig for a mean thing to be said about either of these women, which is like unheard of for, I, I mean, I haven't been on YouTube with comments in a while, but I was like, oh my God, now it, then it may put pressure to be like, I hope they don't trash me on there. But you said they were being pretty nice. No, I read it this morning and overwhelmingly the comments were positive. Oh, that's so good. Okay, good. And the ones that weren't you like downvoted and yeah. wrote responses to. I mean, just typical assholes that have... They just want to be negative. Like they, they just want to 
create drama or they just they just are mean people like there's no need to make negative comments i know it's so weird they just they they can't help themselves to just say the mean thing it sucks so much when you see it when you see even one of those and then you just are like fuck they like a couple people said i look like jk rowling today and it's like I do. I really do. And like, she's an older, attractive woman. Like, I would love if, if someone said I looked like her when I was 50 something. But like, when you're 36 and you hear you look like J.K. Rowling, it's just like, God, I'm already starting to look like it's just a reminder that you're looking like old. And then I start to feel old. And then I go down that hole, you know. You do not look old at all. Gryffindor. Um, I go into that Gryffindor and I want to shut myself in that room cry it out say, you did look a little Hufflepuff last night <laughs> <laughs> I drank too much seltzer uh that's so funny I uh yeah that's all anything else um I just want to say you did an amazing job and that- wait you know what I wanted to ask you thank you so much for saying that I'm sorry I interrupted your sweet compliment but I thought of something oh you were just saying before we got started that you um stopped breastfeeding recently your your youngest child and I know a lot of moms listening can relate to that and like the stress of that but you're feeling pretty good yeah I mean she's six and a half now so I felt like it was time I'm just kidding oh I was thinking months I thought you said the months I literally, you sold that so good, like you were being serious that I kind of zoned out on the amount of time you were saying because I was like, I was thinking, oh my God, that was so good. Yeah. So it's time. Yeah. I mean, six and a half, like she's pretty much independent at this point. She just comes over for a little, uh, little milk. And no, um, no, my daughter's 14 months. So, and I felt like I was going to stop at like a year anyway. So, um, but with all of Corona happening, I didn't have to pump like normally at work, you have to pump like three times a day um it's just such a pain such a time commitment so once since i've been home it's like it's just easy yeah you know yeah so now that you're done you feel like yeah but you said that when you like first stopped you were like oh i was feeling a little depressed and that like really struck me because i don't think of you as someone who gets depressed even though i know everyone gets depressed and i think that everyone's depression is so different and I just was like, I don't even know what Lauren's depression is like. Like, what? How do you know when you're depressed? Oh, just feeling tired physically. My body is just completely like blah. That's just that's the more the physical symptoms, but just um, just feeling down and feeling like I don't want to do anything. Everything is a chore. Like even um, just wanting to like isolate myself too. To go do what? To do, what do you want to get away to do? I don't want to do anything. Like, I just don't. What does that look like? Does that look like you trying to fall asleep, Uh, reading a book? It's mostly, yeah, like wanting to lay down, spending too much time on my phone. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a big thing. What triggers you on your phone? It's just more of like a time suck. And yeah, I mean, you know, Instagram isn't healthy, but... Yeah, I, I don't even know in particular the things that, that trigger me. It's just. Do you cry when you're depressed more easily? I think I'm more emotional. Like, I, I'll have moments where I, I cry, but it's, it's, it's nothing that's like certain things will like set me off. It's just. You don't really sob. I think we're similar in that we cry for like very short yeah, stretch, more, like little bursts. It's more just like tearing up, yeah. What else? You haven't even been inside yet to see mom and dad? They're walking high right now. 
They're walking high. Like they're, no. <laughs> Lauren goes, they're walking high. No, they're riding high is what I meant to say oh. off their debut last night. Oh, yeah. I thought they were really cute. They did a good job. Yeah. Um, Mom was so nervous about the perception of like, what are people going to say? And uh, how are people going to react to this? And she was so nervous to be on national television. She really cares about what people think. In a major way and like, but in a way that I don't relate to, like I do obviously because I'm an entertainer and that's what drives me to it is like pleasing people. But like, I mean, I guess I've been doing it too long to like want to hear the response, but I've never wanted to like hear the response that much. I mean, I like all the positive stuff that comes through, but I'm not like seeking it out. But mom was like, and, and mom always asked like, did I look fat? Like she wants to ask the hard questions. It's like, do you want that? I would never ask, did I look fat? Or... Like, even asking you, like, is my hair look thin, like, is very hard for me because then it's opening it up to you being like, you know what, honestly, yeah. And then it'd be like, <gasps> my fears are realized. Like, that, I don't, I would never ask the question that I'm scared of the answer. Yeah, I think that mom asks those questions just to reaffirm that, oh, no, 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 you don't look fat or like, no, you look great. Like, she would never want to hear, like you said, the other side of that. But doesn't she know that's a possibility? Like, no, I, th- I feel like she asks those questions rhetorically. Like, she wants that response to be like, oh, no, she just, I don't know. I think she just wants to hear that it was. They're so funny to have how much they want, oh like, accolades. Can I just say that um, our dad is already wearing a Jimmy Kimmel live T-shirt. I just saw him through the window. He is on board man yeah he's part of the team he's decked out i gave yeah my mom the person dad the shirt okay we got to go in and see them um yeah like it's just interesting that mom's like not a lot of people you think some this person would say something like they're kind of waiting for their friends to have seen it and like they've expressed that to me when i have accomplishments and like their friends don't write them and how disappointed they are and they're like they need accolades dad's favorite word and it's funny to see that they are like the ones that would be receiving them right now and they're not getting them and they understand. But dastardly accolades, definitely not. <laughs> A combination of my dad's two favorite words, dastardly ac- accolades, <laughs> rookery, goddamn. And what else? The goddamn best. All right, you're um, you're getting overheated. We're on my front porch. We're going to go in. Thank you for listening. I'll see you tomorrow on the show. We'll round out the week. Uh, who knows who's going to be on? Can't wait. Um, talk to you then. Squirt, squirt. Uh, yeah. Pot. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.